This podcast is for PR pros who are looking to discover the best strategies for landing their dream retainer clients and scoring them top tier media coverage. I'm your host, Jen Burson, and I want you to have a fulfilling career in PR that totally lights you up without sacrificing your personal or family time or your sanity. Welcome to the Pitching Powerhouse Podcast. I'm Jen Burson. I'm the founder of Generation PR. Um, Generation is a full-service, award-winning, I love to be able to say that, we've won a couple awards this year, Uh, PR social media marketing firm here based in Los Angeles. And I am also the creator of the Profitable PR Pros community on Facebook. This topic for today actually came from a discussion that was started there. So today's training comes from a question that was actually asked by Krista Monet. So she asked about um, running, feeling like she was running a PR firm, but she's offering um, like graphic design services, um, social media management, influencer connection, media outreach. And she said, does anyone else feel like they're running more of a branding agency than a PR agency? And she said she loves all of this. Um, marketing strategy, brand develop, always her passions. Um, and then media placement is kind of next in line of what she enjoys. But she's starting to feel confused about the company identity and what she offers and what she wants to offer under her agency umbrella. And there was a lot of good feedback and responses there. Um, So this question comes from that. So we're gonna talk about how branding and PR and other elements of marketing all work together, um, different marketing and communications elements. So we're gonna talk about PR, branding, social media, advertising, influencer marketing. So let's just jump in because the reason I'm gonna say this, I always share um, topics in the context of how you run your business is number one, don't do all the things. Don't do them all. Like maybe you have people you outsource certain things to. I want you to be a specialist. When I say niche down, it's in certain um, subject matters, like certain um, you know areas of practice, like ours is beauty and cosmetics, baby and kids, um, health and wellness. Those are the niches we specialize in. But a niche can also be what services you're offering. But if you're offering all of these things, you are going to be spread really thin. Um, You're going to um, feel a little crazy and clients are gonna cherry pick what services they want. And I want to get you in a flow state. This is everything we talk about in our agency accelerator Um, or not everything, but like a piece at the beginning. It's all about getting you and your clients in a flow state so that you make more money and work less and work more efficiently. So I will encourage you to not do everything. That's number one. Number two is I want you to understand these different things because when clients call you, they won't understand the difference between these things. They will use the words interchangeably because they don't know the differences. So if they're doing that and they're using the words interchangeably, it may confuse you about what they actually want. And they are asking for PR, but they say 
branding or they say advertising, they don't always know the difference. So let's focus on these different elements and then we'll sort of answer questions about what you want to offer, how they go together, if you want to talk about that. But PR, which is like the core of what our whole community is based on, that's earned media. That is using storytelling um, to build reputation through media, social media communications. Um, so what PR pros do for PR or for public relations, what we do as communication specialists is that we translate a brand's products, offerings, the overall brand itself, or experts and their expertise, their experience, their know-how, their results. We translate those into stories and positive messages that we then pitch to the media in terms of stories that are timely and relevant to that ang that outlet and that writer in order to get awareness for our clients. So we call that earned media. That's what we think of as typical kind of traditional PR. That's earned media. And that could be features in, the, that means unpaid. And that means it could be a digital media outlet. It could be a blog that they're mentioned on. It could be a guest post somewhere. It could be a TV show, a print magazine, any type of media, but it's typically unpaid and that's called earned media. That's what we specialize in when our clients come to us. That's like our bread and butter. Everyone has that service offering from us and we have the highest margin in our agency on offering those services, okay? Sound good? Um, uh, that is PR. Branding creates a specific meaning for a company and provides a consistent experience for customers and clients. So that's like your outward facing um, touch points with a customer. So good branding will help people instantly recognize a company. Like think about Apple. You know, you can almost instantly recognize something that's an Apple product or an Apple store, um, an Apple email, an Apple commercial, an Apple billboard. It has a very consistent look and feel, you know, minimalist, modern, um, you know, edgy in terms of their models and their um, music and, and stuff like that, high energy. Um, and good branding will help people instantly recognize a company and it'll help boost loyalty by appealing to an ideal audience. And so clear branding supports PR efforts. Like obviously we want our clients to have really good, clear, beautiful um, brand that reflects what the brand is about because it helps to improve visibility and recognition and we want everything to be consistent. So consistency is a really big part of branding and PR. You want that visual consistency. So if you pitch an editor and you're saying this brand is awesome, it's really cool, beautifully packaged, everything about it is just high-end, you know, luxury, and they navigate away from your email over to the client's website, and it's like 15 years old, web 1.0, hard to navigate, choppy messaging, that's not consistent branding. Those touch points with the consumer, with an editor, they're not clear. Um, I had an example of this with my very first paid client 
Um, I was familiar with the brand. It was called Little Giraffe. I took them on, or they, I should say, they took me on. I was a former lawyer. I had no experience, no contacts, and I begged them. You know, I had a couple hits um, when I was working unpaid, but I wanted to pursue a paid, you know, PR career. So I begged them to come in at a lower rate, give me a chance and all of that. Yeah, that's called lazy marketing. <laughs> that's true. So I begged them and they had beautiful products at a premium price point, but they had no real website. Their catalog was horrible. It was like a 10 year old catalog and if their products were no longer on the line they would take a black sharpie and cross them out they had headless baby mannequins to showcase we always joke the baby mannequins were like um with no heads just kind of cut off like um to showcase their bathrobes and and you know baby blankets holding them with these like headless mannequins and imagine that a high-end luxury premium brand is sending out to the media a catalog with black X's through the products that are no longer on their line. So before we decided not to offer branding, we helped support them through a rebrand, um, getting them a new website launched, having them take new, new images and making their catalog a lot more elevated. And that instantly changed the way that our pitches were received and the responses that we got. Because now the products and the branding matched. So branding is not PR, but it absolutely supports your PR efforts. So when we take on a new client, we will look at their branding and sometimes we'll make recommendations in a very gentle, friendly way that they could improve their branding to be more consistent and aligned with the overall brand positioning and the message of the company. Because if they're out of alignment, it's not um, what did I say? Consistent. It's not recognizable. It doesn't all, the messaging doesn't all support each other. Okay. So that is branding. That's like your visual touch points with your, um, your customer. It could be your website, your packaging, your logo, your brand colors, the font you use. And what you end up doing, um, if you do branding in your agency is you create a brand style guide and then it has every single element of the branding, like hex codes, like uh, Pantone numbers for the color. So everything is consistent F for my branding. It's like fonts and how they're paired. So we have like four or five branding fonts and they'll show like this font is the headline. This font is the subtext. If you use this font as the headline, this font is the subtext. Um, and we talk about the colors that go together. Um, and I've even seen branding that like from a major huge company that will show logo treatment and how they should never use the logo. So it'll show examples and it'll have a line through it, like tipped at an angle, do not do that. It'll have um, taking a red logo and making a grayscale. They don't allow that. Like there's certain elements like that where they'll get really in the nitty gritty. But what that allows you to do is take that brand style guide, give it to any designer and they can create something that's consistently on brand because they're speaking the language of the brand's branding, their visual branding. So branding supports PR, but it's not PR. Okay, got it? So if someone says, I need you to help me with your branding, you need to ask them, are you here for visibility in terms of earned media? Or do you need help redesigning your website, your logo, 
And do you even want to offer that service? Um, okay, cool. So we got social media marketing and that is all about building a community and engagement. Social media is like owned media. Um, these are your owned channels. So you control the messaging that goes out on your own platforms that you're sharing. And then you have this community feeling that you're building. You want engagement and you want community. So that means you're having a conversation with your customers. You're having a two-way conversation. Different platforms have different purposes and different strategies that'll help you be successful there. And offering social media services doesn't mean you have to do all the platforms. And in fact, we suggest not really offering every platform. Like certain brands don't really need to be on TikTok or if they do, that type of content is totally different than creating content for Instagram, for the feed and for stories. Maybe Reels overlaps with TikTok, but does the brand need Reels? You know, you have to decide whether that effort is worth it for them. So what social media allows you to do for your clients is kind of amplify their messages in real time. So if there's a launch, you can build up anticipation pretty much immediately on their page or their feed for that launch in real time. And it'll help you build a strong community. So you get these people posting comments, um, engaging with your posts, and that allows you to have conversations. Twitter's really good for this. There are some brands that have just awesome social media um, community managers who have a fun personality. They're really engaging. We all know like stories of Wendy's um, who just has a really fun presence. JetBlue has a really fun presence on social. They'll have these conversations um, and they build that sense of community. Okay, so social media um, allows you to have this visual authentic presence that'll really support your PR efforts. So I did a Facebook Live about this a couple weeks ago about not having a social media presence. If a client you're talking to just doesn't have a social media presence or like no following or their feed is not consistent with what messages you're putting out in the media, you have to help them fix that. Not saying you have to do that work, but you have to tell them because social media will give you this authentic presence that supports your PR efforts because media, like journalists, media professionals, um, freelancers, writers, editors, and then influencers, they're going to go to social media to vet your clients and they want to look for alignment and consistency. And if they go there and they're like, this is kind of janky, like this doesn't look good, this doesn't look like a premium brand, or they're like, it's a ghost town, there's tumbleweeds rolling through the social media feed, like this is not a brand that's on top of anything, I'm not gonna tag them, I don't wanna drive my audience to this, to this page, or influencers, like if they go and they see, wow, this brand's really premium and if I work with them, it's gonna boost my presence, they have a following, their content's like really great, they're gonna have more success with that effort too. So social media will like amplify the message in real time, help you build a strong community, and then give you a consistent visual presence. So branding, as you can tell, will play a role in social media too.
So usually the feed, the content, the voice, the tone, the colors, the fonts, everything on social will match. So just keep that in mind. Um, so social media, you can offer this service and you know that's how it aligns with PR. Your editors, your influencers are going to look at your client's social media presence. Okay, then we have advertising. So advertising, we all know it's paid. It's paid promotions. It'll help you reach new audiences or nurture your current audiences. And then unlike PR, which is, which is earned media, advertising gives you the opportunity to pay for visibility for strategic audience demographics and goals. And you get to really call the shots. When you're paying for placement, you have a lot more control over what the message is, um, over what images, copy, talking points, frequency, um, length of time, all of that. So in a paid influencer collaboration, it's we'll talk about that. I, let, let me get to that in a minute. But PR is earned. You're sort of putting out the message, offering up a story, and then it's at the journalist's discretion to cover your client however they choose. But with advertising, you're literally paying to access that channel, platform, audience, or whatever. So you have a lot more control than you do with earned media. And you could be strategic, like that's why demographics matter, reach matters, all of that matters because your client's going to have specific goals and they can choose the outlets where they wanna spend their money for the greatest ROI. Um, so we like to combine PR and advertising because it really helps boost visibility and have multiple touch points and consistently expose your ideal customers to your brand messaging. So we'll have clients that'll say, we wanna do a PR launch campaign and we'll say, okay, we will work on earned media and we'll help you with your, we call them partnerships. So it's more like paid integrations. It looks less like a magazine page for like a full page ad and more like a paid advertorial on a blog or a paid sponsored newsletter. Those are the kinds of things we're working in because we're still working with our media contacts and we're working with them on the ideal integrations and like a multi-phased integration for our clients. So that's how advertising comes into play it, with PR. So the client may call and say, I need advertising, but they might mean earned media. They don't know the difference. So you have to explain that to them. Cool. Okay. And the last thing is um, influencer marketing. Um, we all know what influencers are. Well, do we? Yeah, I think we do. Um, it changes all the time. There's major influencers, micro influencers. Now there's nano influencers. Um, influencers are social media content creators and bloggers who post about a product or a service in exchange for compensation. So it could be free product, it could be money, it could be other rewards. Um, and influencer marketing can work in tandem with PR, but it shouldn't replace it. Obviously, we all know that it shouldn't replace it. Um, and a good strategy can utilize influencer marketing as one layer and press features as another layer, okay? So that's the key areas, PR, earned media, branding, social media, advertising, and influencer marketing. 
And all of these are related to marketing and fall under the communications umbrella. You've probably heard that term, the communications umbrella, but each of these are unique services and they require different skills, different contacts, um, different strategic implementation, and they do overlap and support each other, but they're distinct. Um, in order to get high quality press placements for your clients, you really have to have some of these other elements in place, probably social media being the number one that's the most important to be looking at. Um, maybe these aren't in your wheelhouse and you have to guide clients to get them to that place because you wanna be successful in your media outreach efforts. So some clients may not realize how important each of these elements are or even that they don't have them or that the effort they're putting out there isn't the right effort. So you may have to educate your clients on this um, and help guide them through the process. And here are some ways that you can do that. So you can you know, offer your clients referrals to your peers, people in this community who offer services that complement yours. You can provide them with educational materials on the importance of what they're lacking and how it's different from PR and it can help support what you're doing and then how they can go about getting or creating the assets and elements that we're gonna need. You know, like high-res product shots on a white background, lifestyle imagery that they can use all over for visual consistency and their consumer touch points. They need all of this. Or you can offer these services yourself by having a white label solution. So that means somebody else is providing this, the services, they're working under us, they get paid whether we get paid or not. We pay them out of our agency first. We build a client, we're managing the process and they're white labeling. So if the client doesn't have these things, we can offer them, um, should you offer them. When you're doing all of these things, sometimes it could become too much and there's a lot of management. So you have to keep in mind, like, do I really, really wanna do this? And like I said, well, it's really important to niche down. That's not just the areas that you serve, like your subject matter niche, but the services you're offering. When you offer too many things, it's harder to really specialize and become known for any one thing and to take advantage of all the benefits that come when you niche down. So figure out if you wanna be doing a bunch of things, you love it, you can get in the flow and it works really well, or you just wanna um, you just want to stay in your lane.